Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is our Street Smart Spirituality Hour. And, oh, my gosh, what a great, great, great show we have planned for you. Hey, thank you. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on every week. Uh, I believe we're now, like, in the top 30 or something on iTunes. I think Nick, Nick tries to keep me informed of that, but it's, like, way technical. The point is that you can automatically have... Pretty much all of the Dr. Pat shows downloaded to your iPod or any other pod that you might have out there. Um, maybe your space pod. That could work, too. Uh, and so we're trying to make sure that we reach you in the ways that you want to be reached. Um, we have, again, as I said, a fabulous show for you. I am so thrilled. I get to talk to a lot of really cool people. And, you know, it really puts a smile on my face. And, and, you know, we're doing 13 hours of live radio a week now, plus equals amounts of archives and encore broadcasts. And, and so I get to talk to people like my guest today, um, Barbie, Bobby Marquezzo, and I think I've done that right. I, I certainly want to give him a new name, but Bobby is someone that knows what it's like to be a psychic, to be in a, a medium, to be someone that helps other people live the best lives they can. And he used to be an NBC affiliate news anchor. Uh, you know, I don't know. I can't wait to hear how he had his aha moment there. And, you know, I don't know if that was in the middle of a, a breaking story. But the question is, you know, how can you, what can you do? What all does all of this mean when we sit down and we want to say, we want to be the best we can be. We want to get in touch with our intuitive side. We want to make sense of what goes on in the world and how we can understand the full impact of our human potential. Really? Do we really want to know all that? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. Bobby is here to join us. And, you know, talking with him and taking your calls, we're going to be doing all of this today. How do we create the shifts in our lives that we absolutely want? How do we let people know that this is truly the path that we are on. And does any of this make any, any interest at all to anyone but our own crusty selves? Bobby, welcome to the Dr. Pacho. It's certainly great to have you on here. Thank you so much. How are you? How am I? Yeah. I, I gotta tell you, I'm just having a blast here. Uh, I never thought, I'm kinda like you. You know, how do you go from being a policeman, a news anchor, an executive producer, to being a psychic. Well, how the heck does someone like me that used to sell hot dogs all of a sudden have her own radio show? Yeah, absolutely. But you're the psychic. You could probably tell me the answer to that. I can tell you, right. <laughs> yeah. You know, look, part of this is spiritual healer, psychic, let's talk to our angels, let's see how we can do all of this, live the life we want, all of that stuff. You know, but... 
what does this all mean? How important is this to, to people these days that seem to be looking more and more and more for answers that are on the outside of themselves? That's tough because there, there is so, there's so much we're inundated, I believe. If you're in touch with the, with the spiritual world at all, you know that we're being inundated by this. Live, find your passion, live your dream, get what you want, uh, you know, with the, from the movie The Secret to um, all of these, these things that would just seem to be everywhere. And how do you know which one to pay attention to and, and that type of thing? It's, it's very difficult sometimes, I find anyway, to get that message across even more. People are so thirsty for it, but yet at the same time don't know where to turn. And in one of the, you know, good point is everybody thinks that they're, they have to turn outside themselves. So they're coming to people like me, like you, Dr. Wayne Dyer. They're turning to people like this for all the answers. And all we are really is just mouthpieces. I always talk about, you know, the world being just a, a reflection. It's just a mirror of what's going on inside of you. And you can blame and yell at the mirror all you want, but nothing's going to change until you look inside yourself. Hmm. And the dreaded look inside yourself show. That's what we're doing here today. But you're so right. And you know what? Isn't there a part of this, Bobby? That isn't there a part of this that when we don't look inside ourselves, let me call it the universe for a minute. The universe does whatever it can do to get our attention so that we at least stop and do that. I mean, at least that's my little projection on it. Oh, absolutely. There's, there's signs everywhere. Of course, you know, the one thing that you, that you sometimes hear about and the one thing that I certainly believe in are angels and spirit guides. But I think that there's, there needs to be an equal balance between working with your angel guides and your spirits and then working with your own self. You're, we have to make our own decisions. There's, there's times even now when I will try to consult my angels and they won't give me an answer. I saw, a, um, I saw one time, I don't know if it was a movie or a show, where the guy's talking to an angel and says, you know, how come God never answers my prayers? Mm-hmm. And the angel said, of course, God always answers your prayers. He said, no, no, I, I prayed for this for a long time, and I, I haven't gotten it, and I want to know why God doesn't answer my prayers. And the angel said, God always answers your prayers. It's just sometimes the answer is no. Oh, so, no, that can't be true. <laughs> Tell me that's not true. <laughs> Tell me that now we're having, you know, an aha moment on this. Right. And, you know, is it is it that that direct, though, Bobby? What I'm saying is, is it like we get the no? I mean, wouldn't it be simpler if we could see the N-O coming down from above, you know, being struck by that lightning bolt of no? Uh, it, it's it's not doesn't always come to us that subtly. So what I think you're saying is basically sometimes you don't get an answer because the answer you want isn't the one we're going to get for you. A lot of times, either either you're supposed to make a decision on your own uh-huh. that they're not there to support you and to guide you, but they want you to make decisions on your own. And secondarily, part of the reason is that the signs are there, we're just overlooking them because we do expect the big N.O. to come down from the sky, Gabe with his horns, fireworks. We expect it sometimes to be larger than life, but sometimes it's just not. Sometimes it can be very plain and quite ordinary, and we'll slip over that because we're too much in our heads. Uh, you know, aren't we like sort of, I mean, I mean, didn't the universe give birth to us here in the United States at least that, you know, we kind of walk around looking like a big head sometimes? Right. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? 
and, and, you know, we don't even know that this is who we are. Uh, people in Europe, the Europeans, would look at us and say, oh, my God, they're so not of emotion. Uh, you know, the Itali- from my Italian heritage, you know, definitely some of the family members over there would say, my gosh, you're like an iceberg. I mean, what have we done to deserve this sort of cutting off of ourselves from all of the passion, all of the emotion, all of the juiciness in life? I think I think because we're too busy trying to figure it out. In mm. fact, they've a lot of emotion. They've created passionlessness, if that's a word. They've created negativity. We've created sorrow, apathy, grief, fear. We're very emotional people. We're very strong. And if people would only look, you created those feelings in the first place. Don't you think it's just as easy to create courageousness, acceptance, peace, bliss, joy, happiness? They don't, they don't look at it that way. They don't look at the powerful beings that they really are. Oftentimes I have to point that out in people. Look, you're very strong. You've created exactly in your life what you've asked for or what you've intended or what you've dreaded or have thought about. And you've created all that in your life and you've created all these other types of emotions. It is just as easy to create the positive side and limitless emotions inside of you as well. And that's where we go on to try to teach people how to do that. You know, Bobby, one of the things, I, I want to make sure that folks have your website um, because I know they're going to be, you know, listening and following and watching. And, you know, if we could send them to your website, they're going to get a, they're going to get a sense of who is this guy anyway? <laughs> Who's this guy talking to the spirit guys and angels? Um, it's just bobbymarqueso.com. And Marqueso is spelled M-A-R-C-H-E-S-S-O. Let me ask you this question because, you know, this is a question I ask everyone, and we're going to take, for those of you out there that are saying, when is she going to open up the phone lines? When are we actually going to talk to Bobby? Yeah, don't worry. We've got that toll-free number, 877-876-5227, 877-876-5227. The question I want to ask you is, look, here you are today. I've just given, I've just given folks just a brief overview of who you are, some of the things you've done, and part of your journey. I've got to ask you about the obstacles. What are some of those? What are some of the challenges that you've had to not only face, look straight in the eye, but move beyond and overcome to bring you to this very moment? Wow. And so we only have an hour then. (laughs) We can always bring you back. That's what happens when you're doing 13 hours of live radio. Yeah, no kidding. Um, wow, you know, it, it's I guess just kind of in a nutshell. Um, there's nothing different about me than than anybody else that's out there, and that's why I'm such a huge believer in that you can become and do everything it is that you want to do. I mean, I've had every odd job from working on the back of a garbage truck to managing restaurants to being a police officer to being on the news desk at NBC. It's like you said, going from a hot dog vendor to a very successful radio show. Um, it's, it's, it's totally within everyone. I've had to face the exact same type of obstacles that everybody has. I think that's what, what passions me, what moves me to teach uh, and help others learn because there's such a commonality in the obstacles that we all face, and that's why I know if I can do it, anybody else can certainly do this. And you help people, again, because you know you've been there. So the exact same types of obstacles with family or not thinking I could do it or not being positive enough or, or not uh, having enough faith or belief in myself, feeling like I don't deserve, 
that I'm not worthy. You know, all of those emotions that, again, I think everybody has to face at, at one time. Well, and, you know, there are various degrees of this and how we, you know, look at ourselves and our lives and challenges. And, you know, you know, for most of us, what you just shared is, it is so important. But obviously for you, I mean, it wasn't like, um, you're, you're gonna stop doing what you're doing and not follow your heart. How was it you actually figured out what your heart was calling you to do, what your soul's journey was gonna be about, and then what did you do to pursue it? When, um, the, uh, the psychicness has always been there. It's not, I wasn't always acknowledged, I didn't always, it wasn't always in my conscious mind. I, I can look back easier and, and connect the dots as to, Certain things that happened, different phenomena. I never really saw people as a child or anything like that. That's why I always talk about my story not being so extraordinary because I wasn't, you know, in a in a uh, lightning storm or anything like that that had happened to me. Um, it was just a pretty uh, normal childhood growing up, um, kind of a dysfunctional family, I guess. My parents were divorced when I was 13. My father kicked me out when I was 15 um, and in just various jobs and things like that. So just kind of struggling through. Now that I look back at it, I can I can now know I was really being watched over by angels mm-hmm. because there's so many different ways that my life could have gone. I've never I've never done drugs. I drank once when I was 19, threw up all night, and moved on. And now I know why in my life I don't do drugs or drink now. So I can always see how everything was really preset for me. Um, I think the day it really started falling into place was when a man named John Edward came on the television, Mm. and I started realizing all the different things I had already been doing. All the pieces just started falling into place. So that's when the passion really became born, and I started reading every book, watching all of his shows, um, getting on the Internet, finding out as much as I could about psychicness, mediumship, and where I wanted to, to go with all of this. And now, and, and again, there's an understanding that comes now that I realize there's not, there's, it's impossible to put on what your destiny is. You can certainly go in many different directions, but for me, I know that I've always been slapped right back on track, and it really is that way for a lot of people. Again, it's helping people to recognize that inside of themselves. You know, so, Bob, I mean, what you've just shared is, I mean, I think that, you, you know, for many of us listening to, how the path, the journey, you know, maybe a yellow brick road, I don't know, but how all of this has brought you to the place that you are today, to the person that you are today, you know, what was it that inspired you to move beyond sort of, uh, and, I, and I say move beyond, I don't mean it, you know, in a sense of uh, sort of forgetting the people that, you know, you so looked at towards mentorship or or more, but how how did you move from, reading about being inspired by a John Edward to actually being, you know, one of the the top psychic medium persons yourself in this in this genre. Um, wow, gosh, thank you. Um, to even think that I have my little toe dipped into the same pool as, as some of my mentors is just a, an amazing experience in itself. Um, but I think, again, it was a matter of taking that leap of faith, realizing that if you build it, they will come type of attitude. In other words, setting out to do the work and realizing that I could do this, that's one of the, the toughest things when I teach people how to get more in touch with their intuition. It's first acknowledge that you're even receiving intuition. 
everybody pays attention to it, we know we all have some type of an intuition or a little voice inside of our heads that, that you know, how many times have you done something and then afterwards gone, man, I knew that was going to happen or I knew I shouldn't have done that. Everybody has that little type of intuition. The big part is, is listening to that. So what changed me, I think it was just a gradual type of step. I, I think that I stopped resisting it so much, started realizing I could do this by little acts of confidence, you know, reading for other people or talking with friends and, and kind of helping them out. And then the more I realized, the more I gained confidence and the more that was able to just kind of step out and start doing this. And then once I gave my life over to this, there came a day when I've asked, how can I serve? I realized that I'm able to serve now. And I've, I've asked God and my angels, how can I serve? And that's when that complete surrendering really opens everything up, and then you realize that your path is exactly what angels put in front of you, and you're just supposed to do it. You, you respond. You don't react any longer. It's not decision-making. You just respond appropriately. Well, uh, this is I, I love the way you're talking about this. Actually, I've, I've had a, quite a few people on the show, quite a few people, people that have your talent and gift, and, you know, you have such a very natural, down-to-earth way to talk about this and talk about your own journey that I'm sure is inspiring our listeners. I want to make sure that all of you out there have a, a chance to connect with Bobby. Come on the air and actually get a reading from Bobby, have this conversation with him, uh, and to do that right now, uh, let me open up the phone lines for all of you out there if you'd like to connect with Bobby and connect with yourself. Give us a shout at our toll-free number, which is 877-876-5227. 877-876-5227. Seth is on board. He will pick up your calls, and we will see if we can get you connected with Bobby and get you connected with yourself. You know, Bobby, what's, what would you say is you know, the, one of the most challenging aspects of what you do right now when you work with people and you sort of you know, give your insight, you know, help people sort of find out who they are, What's the most difficult part of your day in doing this? Um, I think it's, it's more of trying to just get people to realize. Um, they, they struggle a lot. They resist quite a bit. Um, it's, it's very, it's, it can be very disheartening when you're working with somebody and they, they are so far gone into their apathy or their grief that they don't see the things that you see about them. Ah. It's just very, it's very difficult. And then especially if, you, if you're using, you know, I can imagine for a psychologist or a therapist, it's very difficult. Um, but when, you, when you've got also a psychic uh, gift, ability, however you want to phrase it, it can be really become frustrating. <laughs> and you're wanting them to so see it. But then I, tell you, I have to tell you, I have to go beyond that just a little bit and say that me getting stuck in that of wanting them to see it so much was uh-huh. affecting how it was helping the person. So I also had to come to a point to realize that I couldn't allow myself to be so affected by that any longer. Because the more clear that you are, the more that you're able to help somebody else. If I get caught up in my ego of so much wanting to help these people, then I'm being drugged down and I'm not doing anybody any favors. So there were some struggles in the beginning. I, I, don't, I don't necessarily find anything incredibly difficult now. But I know that that's some of the things I face and some of the things I most want for people is what they want for themselves. You know, part of this, and we're going to talk about this as we're starting to get our calls right now, Bobby, and 
you know, I, I would imagine that, you know, you are probably very busy right now given what a lot of people are feeling across the country uh, and, you know, some of the answers and solutions that they're asking for. But let's take a minute and go to our phones. Who do we have on the line tonight joining us for the Dr. Pat Show? Hello, it's Lynn. Is this is Lynn? Yes. Hey, Lynn, where are you calling from? From uh, Montana. Hi, Lynn. How are you in Montana, that big sky place? <laughs> Pretty good. Well, I want to introduce you to Bobby and, uh, you know, connect you to, and let's see what kind of question you have for us tonight. Hello, Bobby. How are you? Pretty good. I'm just wondering what you see for my future. Everybody wants to know. Um, I tell you what would be more helpful um, and, and, and generally when I sit down in my readings, I always try to get a person to be more direct if you can. If there's one particular thing that you would like to know about or, or especially about your future, just because we're so limited on time yes. and hopefully we'll have more callers come in, I think you'll get the most benefit um, if you tell me more exactly how I can assist you instead of just kind of open it up to just your whole future because that's a, that's a lot. I'm sorry, career, career. All right, career. Career one. So the, the first thing that I'm picking up with that, and it, it's not unlike what we've been talking about this entire show, of starting to reach that passionless stage where you're kind of getting burned out. Maybe you've been doing the same thing for quite a while now, and you, you're starting to look up to the horizon a little bit as to what else you might be able to do. So first off, let me just confirm for you that looking up to what else you might be able to do is a great, great, great first step. So... A lot of people get stuck in the same old job, and they never look to the outside, or they make excuses as to why I can't do what I really want to do. You understand what I'm saying so far? Well, yeah, I have this activation process, and I'm wondering what's going to happen with it. Will I get published, or what will happen okay, with well, it? Well, let me, let me get to that in just a moment, but I want to make sure that what I'm saying to you so far is that you understand what I'm saying. Yes. Okay, so... Again, what, what, what I really try to get people to do is look at where they're at, which is, again, for you, the fact that you're even looking that you can do something else and that you might be able to do this other thing, which, according to you, like you just told me, is the, the publishing. Mm. That's a brilliant first step, and I think it's very important that you acknowledge just that alone because, again, so many people can be stuck in this dead end and not move forward, okay? So as mm -hmm. far as the publishing goes... I think that you're not finished with whatever this is. Is it a book or a paper or something like that? Whatever project you're working on, it's not quite finished yet. I don't get a completion with this, and that's why it's not being published. Does that make sense? Okay. So what I would do is go back. If there's a couple of chapters, or again, I'm just treating it like it's a book, but if there's a couple of chapters or something that you're unclear about or unsure about, I would really go back and complete on that. First, make them the way that you want them, not what somebody else has told you, so that you're comfortable, so that you can move forward. Otherwise, I see probably February or March of next year that you wouldn't have a problem getting that off the ground. Hmm. Hmm. What, what, what do you think about that? Well, somebody else said it would happen by the end of um, year, so I was checking to see what Bobby said. Well, Mm -hmm. so, so if I may interject, here's the thing, is that you will be able to call five different psychics and they will tell you five different things. Mm -hmm. And some may tell you by the end of the year, okay? Mm -hmm. and, and what I would suggest that you do is stop calling psychics. 
<laughs> now, yeah. what, what I recommend that you do is to stick with your own intuition about what's going on because now this is what happens is you call another psychic or somebody else tells you this year, and then you'll have another psychic that will say, no, no, next year, like I just did, and now you're tossed, and you don't know where to go, and that's, that's not a good place to be, that ping-pong place no. is not a good place. No, because don't you think, Bobby, the other part of this is, you know, that ping-pong, and I used to be, I was, a, I was actually a national table tennis champion. Funny you brought that up. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, that's because he's a psychic. But part of this is getting to this place where we don't confuse the universe, I believe. And I just say universe, but I mean the energy field, whatever you want that to be. You know, if we're flip-flopping back and forth and we're not really sure or set on our intention or even clear about what we want to happen, let alone, Bobby, what you said, that maybe there's something going on there that's really clogging up the works. I mean, all of this gets put into a big pot and we call it stew, Right, absolutely. And and when you are unclear with your intentions, the universe will send you exactly that. And so, again, if I tell you it's going to be next year, you could decide tomorrow to complete these chapters, go out, sell the book, and, and make it by the end of the year. You know, the heck with Bobby and what he said. I'm going to make this happen this year. Well, good for you. That's great. That doesn't, does that make me wrong? Not necessarily. It just means that, that you went out and changed a few things. Right, and let me let me add something to that as well, Bobby. The other part of that is, you know, the, the message that Bobby's bringing, perhaps, and this is what I love about this. This is what I love about doing the show. The message that he's bringing may be enough to say to you, wow, it's not going to be this year, it's going to be next year, to have you rethink the process of why it would take you that long, have you go back, find that thing that is sticking you, unclog the pipeline and actually get the book done. So you see how all of the connections and, you know, the way that we communicate connect the ripple effect. I mean, Bobby, isn't that a possibility? Absolutely. Anytime that I say anything to anybody, it can it certainly inspire them to go out and make changes and make me wrong. I say hallelujah. Do what you think is necessary, and it may light a fire under your butt, and do some things to get that change necessary. Exactly. That's where I feel that you might be at just now. Uh, I, I think her name, is it Lynn? Lynn. Um, that's where I also feel she's at. It's just kind of not sure what to do because you're kind of listening to everybody else as to when this is going to happen instead of just writing where you're at and making it happen. Right. Because actually what the conversation is about, Lynn, is basically, Lynn, if you don't do anything else right now, perhaps it's going to be next year. But the minute that you decide to take control and empower yourself and do something different. I did a whole show today, Bobby, on taking action. But the minute you decide to do that and you're going to hang up this phone today, there's going to be something that's going to be different about you. You're either going to look at this again and make a decision and make a change, or you're going to decide not to and leave it into the hands of who know who knows. Right, right. You good to go, Lynn? Go ahead, Bobby. I'm sorry. Uh, That's okay. All I can do, Lynn, is... is you know, when people ask me questions, all I can do is tell you what I'm seeing. It's in your hands and how you want to take that message. And if what I say, you know, it's a simple rule. If what I say resonates with you, take it. If it doesn't, then don't. But you can listen to, to so many people and take a little bit of each what of one of them says. But in the end, it's you that has to make the action. Is there a physical move that needs to happen along with it or... You see that, or a physical move? Yeah, like moving your home. Yeah, location. 
Well, I think now we're getting into a different territory, um, and you may end up moving right now, but I'm, I'm not even getting that we need to pay attention to that. Yeah, I, I really got the same hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the same. It's all about the book right now and or mm-hmm. whatever, this, you know, again, this movement in your life. Don't look towards anything else as a distraction. Mm-hmm. Take care of this first, and then the move and things like that will all just fall into place, or you can always... Call Dr. Pat again and find out. Exactly. And, you know, you heard about the law of attraction, right, Lynn? Yeah. You know about the law of attraction? Of course. Okay, so moving is called the law of distraction. (laughs) You know, whatever it is that you're afraid of around this book has got to be taken care of. All right. That's it. That's that's the assignment. (laughs) She's like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, you know, you can move any old time, but the book is what's in front of you now. Yeah. Okay, thank you, Lynn. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to check up on you now. <laughs> Thanks for calling in. Uh, you know, this is, I love what we just talked about here, and I want to mention to everyone that um, we've got the phone lines open. Um, Bobby, let's give out your website again, and also people can find out about, first of all, we can find out about you, but you have some upcoming events. There are ways for people to sign up for readings and much more. But I want to make sure we get them to your website. Great. Thank you. It's uh, uh, www.bobbymarqueso.com. And, yeah, there you'll be able to, to find out all kinds of uh, events that we have scheduled. We also have a forum site that you can go into where we do hold weekly chats and things like that that you can be a part of. Let's you know where I'm going to be. Um, I do travel quite a bit. Um, I'm, I'm doing some corporate coaching as well for Boeing Aviation and the Mrs. America Corporation. Um, when are you going to be at Boeing? Uh, when we, uh, when I go to Boeing, we help some of the employees learn exactly what you and I are talking about right now. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, when you come to Boeing, make sure you look me up and come in the studio because that's oh, where oh. the Seattle show is out of. Oh, Seattle. Well, this is this is the uh, this is the plant that's actually in uh, Arizona. Okay, there you go. And you know, so I, the point is that you know there are many ways that you guys can connect with Bobby, and we want to make sure that you do that. Um, and so we're going to keep giving you information. Also, do you have a phone number for folks that want to set up readings for you? Oh, with you know you? what? It's on the website, and I haven't mentioned it. Um, my because I, I, I don't know it. My manager deals a lot with all of that. <laughs> Okay, so you know what? I'm going to give out the information. Would you like for me to do that? (laughs) That would be great. I'm most humble. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, but first I've got to find it. And so I'll make sure we do that. But go to to the website. And, Bobby, I thought you also had, and why why do I think that, I thought you had also a different website that they could go to which would direct people to this website as well. Um, it's, it's an older website. We've recently revamped everything mm-hmm. with, uh, with the premiere of the television show. And let's talk about that. Okay. Let's like talk it. about the television show. All right. I'm always up to talking about that. Um, but to answer the first question, no, this is, this is the only website. And uh, the television show just premiered last night in the U.K. Cool. Uh, it's a little bit uh, kind of more on the intense side. It's called Conversations with a Serial Killer. And uh, they've actually placed me in situations where I am getting into some of the feelings and emotions of these horrific people that, uh, that we had live among us. It, it seems that there's a lot of people 
that are very fascinated with serial killers and what's on their minds and why they did what they did. Do they have any remorse? What are they doing to make amends, if anything? Uh, so it's a part documentary, part paranormal investigation. Um, it's one of those things that a lot of people are asking, you know, here you are trying to help people and spread love and light and all that kind of thing. Why would you want to get into messing around with serial killers? And, again, it's one of those things in my life that if I weren't supposed to do something like this, my angels never would have put it in my path. That's right. I don't have to make choices on things. That's it's just a fact. It just comes to me, and I'm supposed to do it. If, if I'm not supposed to do it, it dissolves or never even is presented to me in the first place. But I know that, that my angels protect me very, very well. And, again, I'm sure that this show just will lead to it's a stair step. Whatever else I'm supposed to be doing. So again, I've asked for my assignments and, and how can I serve, and, and this is what my angels presented me with for now. So I had to get, kind of get into that. So, but I'm very proud of it, and and like I say, it's an eight-part series, and uh, the ratings were uh, fantastic so far from the numbers we got back today. And so then we just have to hope for season two or, or again, leading to something else. Well, and that's part of it. You know, uh, hearing the voice and hearing, you know, the assignment, as I love to call them, you know, they're assignments. I think we get assignments, and at least that's what happens to me. And some days I'm better at paying attention in other than I am in other days. And congratulations, by the way, on on the television series. And, and for, for folks, if you go to... If you go to Bobby's website, you can actually take a look on the trailer. There is a, a trailer for the new show, and so you'll get to see a bit about what he's talking about. And also, you know, there's a page with comments on it, so lots of ways to find out more. Um, I want to make sure everybody has the phone number, 877-876-5227. We're taking your calls, connecting you with Bobby, get a sense of how you can get in touch with what your soul's journey is about and that's our toll-free number 877-876-5227 we're taking your call from anywhere in the country and also i think there's an international number that most of you already know um you know bobby when we look at sort of the changes sort of the things that are happening right now and clearly the financial situation everybody wants to dial a psychic as a matter of fact i was watching a show or somebody had sent me a clip from a show that was on television, and I think they had two psychics on. I think it was The View, and they had a couple of people on The View, and they were asking them questions. And and so, you know, is, is there a tendency for us when we get into sort of the pickle that we're in now, a tendency to reach on the outside more so than going on the inside? Well, absolutely. And, and you know, I always try to tell people this as well. There, there's absolutely nothing wrong with calling a psychic or reaching out for help. Mm-hmm. That's, again, apathy, where a lot of us can get stuck at, is reaching out for no help. What's the use? Why try? I don't want to do this. And at least when you're in kind of more of a grief or fear-based emotion, you're reaching out for help. I still don't think I can do this, but maybe somebody can. And that's okay. So, again, I don't want to just dissuade people from calling psychics. I think the only problem is that when you become dependent on a psychic or you're calling five psychics a week trying to get the same answer until they say something that you want to hear, I think then it can definitely become a problem. When I've had, in my experience, people call me before they call a doctor, and I'm talking an emergency situation. And I, they certainly get the third degree from me saying, "What are you? Don't call your local psychic. Go call nine one one. Are you kidding me?" 
it's, it's crazy when we become that dependent. So, again, there's nothing wrong. I coach people all the time, and I have the same clients that I've had for a couple of years who just need to kind of be bumped back on the path, and so why? It's just that if they come to me today with the same question and problems they came to me with two years ago, I'm not doing my job. And then sometimes I refuse to see them, saying, I apparently have not been able to help you because we're right where we started from two years ago, and we need to we need to look at who else might be able to help you. So, again, calling the psychic and asking certain types of questions, like the question Lynn asked, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that if you're going to take everything to heart, now she's confused because somebody else told her one thing and I told her another. That is a problem, and nobody's helping her. And exactly, and you know, who knows, and this is the other thing that I love, who knows how the situation, how something in our lives have changed from one psychic to another. Uh, you know, I, I know for me that um, most of the time, I, you know, I have a lot of different people that come on the show, people such as yourself, and I, I end up spending a lot of time during breaks. We're not taking any breaks during the show. I was going to go straight on, but, you know, we'll, I'll end up in a conversation with them and there'll be two or three or four things that they will tell me. And I have to tell you that I don't have the same experience that Lynn had. I usually get pretty much the same message, and nine times out of ten, I don't believe it. So I want to say this to you, and, and, and honestly speaking, everything that people have said to me pretty much to date has come true. You know, the first reading I think I ever really got on air, and actually this was done live on air to me, you know, was with uh, John Holland. And John had said to me, you know, I don't know what's wrong with you, but something about Australia is happening. And here I am. I'm like two years into the show, and, and I'm trying to, you know, like figure out how to make this market work. And all of a sudden this guy that I barely know comes on the air and tells me something about Australia. Right. And I think in that moment, and I, I don't know how many people do this, I think this is what just happened a few minutes ago, that, you know, we somehow think, wait a minute, what the heck is he talking about? When we do that, Bobby, how does that affect the outcome, if at all? You know, for example, when, when you share something with someone and they're kind of like, okay, this is not really going to happen, does it have any effect on the outcome? Oh, of course. Whether you... I mean, yes and no. There's always there's always two answers to everything. Okay. And and I think that it can definitely affect the outcome because I've had people have told me that before where um, they would say, you know, you told me this and I said, no way, it, 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 that would never happen. And then sure, sure enough, it would come up later and it, it would definitely happen. So I think, again, that there's a certain point where you can't hide or put a lid on your destiny, but then also people who take advantage who, you know, if I if I tell them if you keep going the way that you're going, you're you're not going to be able to progress the way that you want to. And they're like, well, screw that. He doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> and then they they don't progress. You know uh-huh. what I mean? So they take that in their own hands. A lot of times it can go so many ways with so many different individuals. Yes, most of the time I would have to say that when I've told somebody something and it didn't make sense or they didn't think that was going to be possible, it would come it would come to pass. But there have also, again, been others who say, no, I'm not going to do that. And they would shirt, fight it tooth and nail and, and not do it, you know. So, again, it's still pretty much in our hands. But I know when we're getting messages from the angels and spirit guides, if you're asking me what your future is like and they tell you, don't fight it. 
Well, exactly. And, 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 you know, part of this is all how willing are we to really change? How willing are we to be open? And so I want to make sure everybody out there knows that, you know, we're taking your call. 877-876-5227. Please give us a call. We'd love to connect with you. Um, and, 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 and Bobby, you know, for the most part, you know, you have now crafted your life in many, many different ways. Congratulations, as I said before, on the show. Uh, you know, are there things that you see, are there messages that you get, you know, that uh, that absolutely cause you problems? And, you know, I want to say this to people. There's still an opportunity for you all to call in, 877-876-5227. Do you ever hear, see, or however it shows up for you, something that you think, I can't share this? Um, you know, I've always, it, this is, this is one of those things again where I've always told my angels how I want to receive the readings. Oh, know? got it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, okay, so I want to get them like this and I don't want to know about this. I don't want to know if the person in front of me is going to die. I don't want to know if an immediate family member is going to die because I don't think that we have that right. In other words, if I'm meeting with somebody and their mom is perfectly healthy, I don't want to know that she's going to die two days later in a car accident. Wow. Even if I did know that, I don't want to tell somebody that. I don't, you know what I mean? I don't think that that's an appropriate thing to do. I know there are others out there who may disagree, and they do give that information. It's just I just prefer not to. But I, I have to tell you that I've had an experience where um, I had, uh, had foreseen um, this person that I was somewhat close to, uh, that they were going to, that the ambulances came, took them off to the hospital, and I felt that they were going to die. Mm. Um, it was a brand new experience for me. I had never felt anything like that. Again, I told my angels that I didn't want to have that, and they somehow didn't listen to me. Um, but I had that experience, and then, and then the next day I found out that this person had pancreatic cancer. I, every time I talked to them, if you can kind of get the feeling, and I, I, don't, I don't mean to be morbid, but I just want everybody to kind of get in touch with what it is that I'm feeling. If you've ever been to a funeral, or a wake, rather, where you're in the room with the person that's, that's in the coffin, that kind of feeling that you have, the sorrowful, you know, sometimes uh, it can be a, a blissful experience, but it's kind of a sorrowful because you know this person has passed. Mm-hmm. I had that feeling while I was talking to him, while he was moving around. Oh, wow. And, um, wow. I, I, I mourned. I was in mourning for a couple of days because I knew he was he was gone. Oh wow! I was very sad. Well, mm. I had gone um, I had gone away on a trip on a business trip, and while I was away, the ambulance came for him and took him off to the hospital. And he's not coming back now. He's still alive, but they're going to they're, they're going to put him in a in mm. a healthcare facility, kind of like a hospice. And you know, so I can't tell you why that happened. How does that help me help people? I don't know. And, I've, again, I've said to my angels, I don't want to get that kind of information, but at the same time, there must be a reason for that. Absolutely. So I'm anticipating more of that coming my way. And, again, it's one of those that I can say I don't want it, but if the angel thinks it's necessary for me to help people, then it's what I have to go through. I would imagine that you're not going to have much of an option if that's the case. We've got a caller. Who's calling into the show tonight? Linda. Hi, Linda. How are you? Where are you calling from? I'm calling from New Jersey. Oh, my home state. Well, welcome to the show. Well, and I've been trying to get on my computer, and the area that I'm in is down with the computer. So I called in, and I just heard what you were talking about, and that must have been devastating for you. 
Um, it's devastating. It was just pretty powerful. I can tell you that. It's not uncomfortable. You know, it did make my wife doesn't want to, to be able to do that. I certainly agree. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. But, again, it's one of those things that when you do work with that kind of energy, you expect that type of thing so I don't become stuck or spin around it. I just know that I have to help for that now. But thank wow. you, Linda. Uh, wow. Well, Linda, thank but, you for calling in. How can we help you tonight? I mean, uh, yeah. Well, when you were just talking about that, the weirdest thing just happened here. <laughs> okay, tell us. It was a, it was it was like lightning, but it wasn't like lightning. It was like fireworks and lightning all together, just as you were talking about that. Actually, where you're living, is that what happened outside? Yes. yes. Wow. It scared me, so my heart's beating. Um, <laughs> so we love her already, don't we, Bobby? So don't tell me anything bad. <laughs> I have people that tell me that, too. They come to me and they say, okay, I don't want to hear any of the bad stuff. Well... Um, how can we help you tonight? Well, I'd be interested to see if there's anything that you can tell me about well, my future. The, well, here's one thing, Linda, if I may. I'm sorry to interrupt because I know okay. we're, we're going to be running out of time. But, but has your father crossed over, Linda? Yes, he has. Okay, so that's the first thing I'm getting that comes up around you. And that same sorrowful feeling like I miss him and I'm mourning and things like that is definitely coming up. Now, let's be, let's be honest. Of course, with the passing of a loved one that you were close to, you're going to feel the sorrow. So I don't want you to think that that's also some kind of extraordinary psychic power I just came up with. Uh-huh. But at the same time, it's what I'm feeling, and I need to pass that on to you, okay? Okay. Who is the same name as him? He's talking about the name similarity. Um, we have the same last name, yeah. No, not the same last name. This would be somebody has the same first name as him, or their middle name is the same as his first name. No. Yes. What, what is his name? His name was Buren. Or he shares either he that or he shares the same name with his father. There's a name similarity mm. telling me to mention. Does he have a yes. middle name? Eric. Eric. Mm-hmm. I had a dog he named Eric. Me to back. What's that, Linda? I had a dog named Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh. I named him after my father. <laughs> and you named your dog after your father? Yes. Okay, you know, as weird as that sounds, I would take that. Let me let me back that up for just a moment and talk about the birthday that's also coming up in the next four or five days that he wants me to also acknowledge, the mm-hmm. birthday or anniversary. Birthday. Is it a birthday or could it be, a, is it a birthday anniversary or something like no, that? Well, it's a birthday. It's definitely a birthday and it's coming up here in the next week. Mm. We're right on top of it. Really? Hmm. I don't know of anybody with a birthday in November. That's right. Here's the thing: is just just pay attention to it, remember it, okay? Uh-huh. And just that your father is sending you a lot of love. He's very proud of you, and also is asking for a little bit of forgiveness. He knows he could have been very ornery at times, and he wants to ask for your forgiveness because he says he didn't sometimes treat you as nicely as he could have. And I feel that you have moved past that, but he does need just a little bit more of your your forgiveness and to say it's okay, Dad. Well, that's for sure. It is definitely okay. Definitely. And awesome. And I think I think it'd be really appropriate for you to just take a moment tonight. Whenever my belief is that whenever we think about them or feel about them, they come around us as like making that phone call. And I would just have that little conversation because I think he definitely needs that. You know, he feels like he has to make amends somewhat on the other side. He also has a brother figure that comes up next to him that was either his brother 
or cousin that's like a brother, but also in the uh, they're in the uh, uniform, the uh, military uniform. Oh my God, he has two brothers that are well, all four of them are gone. The one that's closest to him, the one with darker, shorter hair, combed over to the side. Yeah, he feels right. more close to that one, more palsy with that one. Mm-hmm. So that, that again, he's just letting you know that he that he's not over there alone, but. Now that you, when you said the, the four brothers, again, as much as you trust me, um, I can see the, the other brothers, but I also see him standing with his father, and it just feels completely male over there, like just male-dominated, and he thinks that's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's probably very true. <laughs> and they were all in the service together. Who is the female on mom's side, if this, unless this is your mom, but that you helped to take care of right before they died? Oh, Okay. I have to take care of No. Who who was the female on your mom's side that you took care of before they died or that you helped take care of before they died? Uh, there was two of them. Who are they? My I feel aunt. very strongly about it. Let me just say uh, it's, a, it's a mother type figure, so this is either your mom or your mom's mom. Oh, my mother's mother. She's showing a lot of thankfulness right oh. now for what you did because it feels like you helped them to cross over, that what you did helped walk them to the bridge and cross over, and they're very, very thankful for that because they, they were afraid. Hmm. That's my grandmother. Okay. Hmm. Well, it'll be interesting for you to figure out whose birthday shows up in November, Linda. It will be because I, I don't know anybody in November. Well, you, you know, it'd be good for you. know I, I think once you start to look at some of the brothers and... And some of that, it'll be really fun to to you know see which one of those shows up. Those are some strong things coming through, Bobby. Uh, correct? Uh, very very strong. Yes, mm. I know I know what I'm seeing and feeling and hearing and, and that kind of thing. And oftentimes, uh, I think John Edward called it psychic amnesia. You know, when you're in all of this, it's tough to remember the birthdays and things like that. So mm-hmm. just as best you can, just remember some of that information. I think it's important to you because you're very. Uh, I, I sense that obvious missing of your family members, and I think it's important to know that they are around you and seeing what's going on. Could my could my father have come to me during the night? Absolutely. The best time for your loved ones to come through to you is is during the dream when you're sleeping because we don't fight it as much. You know, we have our critical judgmental mind during the day, and we we, we tend to shrug off certain signs that they're giving us. Well, the best time for them to come to you is during the night, either in your dreams. Or when it's all kind of quiet and you're more paying attention if you if you notice something externally or physically. Okay, because one night I woke up and and there was I actually had a vision of a white-haired person, an older person, and it didn't look like my father, but I kept feeling like it was him, just staring at me, and all it was was a head, and it wouldn't you go know, away. You, when you say that description, you're actually describing more your grandfather, your dad's dad, than you are describing your father. Oh really? Because that's what your that's what your grandfather looks like. Yes, he did. So that's what you're describing to me. And just to let you know, your grandfather and your father are very similar. So you would get the same types of feelings that you would because those guys are he's a chip off his dad's block. I mean, there's so much alike, and so you would tend to get that feeling. I think it's just that you wouldn't have expected your grandfather, so you might have just kind of placed. That type of feelings on there, but I'm I'm getting it was more your grandfather than your father. Okay, okay, I I knew it was one of those mm-hmm. side of the family. Absolutely. Okay. So, Linda, let me ask you a question. Um, do you have specific questions? Because this is a lot of information. 
a lot of signals coming through. And I, I'm just curious, Bobby, because when you get that kind of hmm, energy, let's call it, um, I'm just wondering if there is a message for you, a question that you want to ask that you're not asking. Well, I guess I'm, I, I probably have a question, but you know I can't think of a question at this point because I'm just, I, I've just taken everything in that he said, mm. and it's, I, I guess they're all okay, is that right? Absolutely. I, I, in my experience, I've never talked with someone on the other side other than suicide who are still okay on the other side. They're just more in sorrow and kind of regretfulness, uh -huh. um, for the most part, anyway. Uh, but everybody I've talked to on the other side is, is definitely okay, especially your father because his back isn't bothering him any longer. He's able to, you know, we obviously don't have a physical body on the other side, but we worry about the pain or things like that or if they crossed over okay and that type of thing. Uh -huh. He just doesn't have pain around his kidneys and his back area any longer. So he's definitely okay. Um, and, and don't feel bad about not having a particular question because sometimes that happens. You, you call in and then this information comes through because they really want you to know about it, and then the questions we might have had just kind of slip through your mind, so, so don't worry about it. But do take it in. And I have to tell you, they're really hitting strong on that birthday that's like just coming up here in a couple of days. So uh, just try to remember that. <laughs> and then it's an aha moment. Okay. And so I do have a question. Is When my father died, um, I was in the hospital when he died, and... I basically was yelling at him. I had the nurse. In okay, so, and so what was your question? Well, has he forgiven me for that? Because you were yelling at him? Yeah. Mm. Well, the thing is, is that you have to understand that the state of mind that he was in, he wasn't really there. Okay. So your voice to him sounded really far off. He had other things since he was going through the dying process because I'm hearing your voice, but it's very, very muffled to me. Okay. So he didn't completely understand what was going on. Okay. And, in fact, I, I find it really ironic that you're hoping he forgives you when actually he was asking for your forgiveness. Okay. You see what I mean? So mm. that's some of the ways that you're still hanging on to this that you don't need to any longer. They live in, you know, we live in this judgmental, critical world of being human and when we cross over we pass above a lot of that so we don't have any of those types of things not especially no judgment on the other side mm -hmm. and we can look back and look down on our lives and see oh my god i was really an ass here and i sh i need to make amends you know? <laughs> so that's why he comes through and wants to ask for your forgiveness meanwhile we're still human going through that and we hang on to that more so as best you can let it go he thinks there's nothing to forgive you really you just yell because you care you, you yell because you cared and you were scared. So there really wasn't any type of, you know, anything other than that. If you look deeper into that emotion, there really wasn't anything that needs to be forgiven. Mm. Okay. Can you feel that, Linda? Yeah. But, and and the, the thing that I yelled at him about was something that he always, always said to us, don't ever give up and don't quit. Right. And mm. that's what yeah. I said to him. You're, don't give up. I understand. You go deeper than that, and the emotion of where that was coming from, instead of just getting tied up around the anger part of it, go a little bit deeper than that. Mm. And you'll feel the sorrow and really the fact that you were just scared and you didn't want to lose him, mm. but he was on his path. 
You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm trying to get you to the point where healing begins and get you out of the grief and the apathy and the fear and the anger so that you can let go of that and get to what really the heart of the matter is. And it's just you didn't want your dad to go anywhere. Okay. Very good. This Thank you, Linda. Very good. Thank you very much. Thank and you, I'm, Linda. Thank you. Yeah, take care. Bye. All right. Bobby, thank you for a great show. I, I want to take a minute to make sure everyone has your website again, and I do have that phone number, by the way. Um, thank you so much for joining us here today. Uh, it's my privilege. I'm, it's, it's an honor to be on your show, Dr. Pat. Thank, thank you very much. So let's, uh, folks, go to the website. It's at www.bobbymarqueso.com, and you'll get all the contact information, calendar information of where we're going to be at, um, and then, like you said, they can tie into the forum and watch a trailer for the TV show and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. And, you know, if you, again, if, if you can't get to Bobby that way, you definitely can go to the Dr. Pat Show website. We've got multiple links taking you right to his website, www.thedrpatshow.com, or drdrpatlive.com. Bobby, thank you so much for a fabulous show. It has really been a pleasure. I'm so, so grateful that you joined us here tonight. Uh, thank you very much. And, again, if you want that phone number, it's right on Bobby's website. Give him a call. Give them a call. 602-795-3239. 602-795-3239. Bobby, thank you for joining us here today. Thank you all for tuning in to the Dr. Pat Show. Thank you for supporting us along the journey that we've decided to take. And, remember, we're going to keep traveling with you. Step out into the world, hold your head up high, and know that the truth lives within you. We'll see you right back here next week on the Dr. Pat Show. Curtain call.